0: Joe Biden unleashes his gun control plan through executive order. Again, he also is continuing his quest for unity by tapping a radical gun control nut to head his ATF. And finally, Washington, D.C. proves why we need guns. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I told you I could not skip Thursday and Friday. Way too much. As a matter of fact, it's happening by the second. So today, Joseph Biden announced he is getting a committee together, made up by I think it was 32 or 64. I don't know whatever the uh, bit rate is. Uh, 30. I think it's 32. 32 nonpartisan individuals, a committee. And we'll give them 120 days to come up with recommendations on what they should do with the size of the Supreme Court. What a shocker. What an absolute shocker. Because you know what? If his policies can't get pushed through Congress and can't get pushed through the Senate, uh, he'll just rig it so that they do get pushed through. Now, should we panic? I don't think so. I think it's a crappy thing to do. Uh, and I think it's bad. I don't think it'll happen anyway, but let's just see what happens. It just absolutely incredible. This happened maybe two hours ago. So it just literally happened. Uh, and that's why I actually added this thing. This wasn't, obviously, this was not going to be part of my thing today. But okay, well, we'll, we'll deal with it. So um, let's talk about this new gun grab that Biden's got going. So Joe Biden promised he was going to do an executive order on guns and concerning gun control, and he's finally done it. Uh, The problem with this gun control order is it really actually doesn't do a lot. And he's building the whole thing on lies, which and I don't like saying that someone is flat out lying, especially the president of the United States, but he is flat out out lying. But we'll get to his lies a little bit later, not now. So the first thing we're going to do, let's listen to Joe Biden's uh introduction about this gun control measure because executive order, excuse me, it's not a measure. This executive order and I mean, this introduction, literally 1 minute of this introduction and you can tell Joe Biden's pretty much full of shit. So let's take a look.
1: But also uh, today we're taking steps to confront not just the gun crisis, but what is actually a public health crisis. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. they are phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd. You can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call it freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. From the very beginning of the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. Let me say it again. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic, and it's an international embarrassment. Okay, a few things here. Um,
0: and, and it really tells us what the tenor of the speech is going to be for the other 40 minutes or so. Uh, I think it was literally 20 minutes. You can go to dumbassstalkandpolitics.com. I have the entire speech, including Kamala Harris, who, by the way, is so full of shit anyway. But he, here's the thing. First off, this is, he said this four times. He, twice it was a public health crisis and... Or it was an epidemic. So four times he said that. Yeah, that's just stupid. This is not an epi- this is not an epidemic. Gun violence is not an epidemic. An ep- epidemic is what COVID was. I get sick, I can spread the disease, someone else gets sick, a couple of those one person out of well, half a person out of the hundred will die. Okay? I am not going to catch shooting fever and start shooting someone, and then spread that to somebody else. So I know it's being a little bit literal, but the point is the Democrats always make everything that they want to deal with into an epidemic or a crisis. And this is not a crisis. You know where this is a crisis? The crisis in democratic cities where the crime rate has gone up 100%, where murders have gone up 100%. Well, I got news for you. I know why murders have gone up 100%. It's not because it's a crisis. And now this, the second thing he says is this is not infringing on the Second Amendment. That's crap. That's exactly what it's doing. Of course they are. And him calling it phony doesn't tell me that they're phony. He is such a freaking liar. He lied several times in this to sit back and say that this is not gonna be infringing on the Second Amendment. I would say it's gotta be infringing on the Second Amendment. You know why? Because not only is, is he saying that it's not gonna infringe on the Second Amendment, he says any argument to say so is phony. Crap. Crap. It will it is going to it is going to uh, infringe on the Second Amendment. This is something that really bothered me. He said the Constitution is not absolute bullshit. That is exactly what the Constitution is. It's absolute. It was supposed, it was written so that it could stand the test of time. The Second Amendment is the most absolute of all the amendments beside the First Amendment. It even says, gun rights shall not be infringed. And it says in the Second Amendment, the reason we have the Second Amendment is because of uh, the government. We can't let the government infringe on our rights. Here's the thing. Again, the Second Amendment was meant to protect the First Amendment. That's why you've got the First and the Second Amendment. If we lose the Second Amendment, we will lose the First Amendment. And you can see that's already happening. And that brings us to another thing. His claim is, Biden's claim is that you can't, that you, quote, couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. That is crap. Yes, we could in 1780 when the Constitution, 84, but when the Constitution came up, you could own any weapon. This includes cannons. This is historical. This is true. As a matter of fact, you were required to own a a musket and a gun, which were considered assault weapons back then. You were required to own a gun, and you were required to own a certain amount of ammo. This is history. This was a law that was written by guys who wrote the Constitution. So him saying that you couldn't own any gun when there were pirates in the oceans. There was a a, a, a boating company a, tr- uh, a, a company that asked, can I buy a cannon? I need a cannon to protect against the, pri- the pirates. Do you know what the government told them? Well, yeah, the Second Amendment says you can have a cannon. This crap about a 227 ar AR-15. A 227 is a rather small bullet. It comes out at a very high velocity, but it is a relatively small bullet. To sit back and say you can't own that gun when you could own cannons in 1790 it's crap he either doesn't know his history or he's lying to you and i got a i got a feeling it's probably a little bit of both and this is something that also irritates me this crap of the first amendment you can't yell you can't yell fire in a crowded theater actually that's not true you can especially if there's a fire in a crowded theater you're liable if you yell fire in a crowded theater and there is no fire and people get injured. But the reality is, in the hardcore reality is, if I yell fire in a crowded theater and there's no fire, there's actually no law that could they could convict me in. Now, I could get nailed in a civil suit, but they cannot arrest me and put me in prison for that. That was the you cannot yell fire in a crowded theater it was actually Based on a Supreme Court justice's ruling back in 1919, he threw that out there. It is the same BS that the Democrats are using when it comes to separation of church and state. Separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. Yelling fire in a crowded theater is not in the Constitution. It was never in the Constitution. It was not never even a ruling in Supreme Court history. Never. Same with separation in church and state. That was, by the way, um, separation in church and state was by Thomas Jefferson. I think it was a letter to the Baptists in um, Vermont or something like this, when the state wanted to create an official religion. Okay. And that official religion, they said, well, the government should disallow that. And he said, no. The, um... Separation of state in this case was the federal government, not state governments. The state governments could actually do that. So it's annoying when I hear politicians talk about the separate uh, separation of church and state, and you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That it, none of that's true. He um, finally violence with guns is an international embarrassment. Annoys the shit out of me. I've heard this several times from Joe Biden. You know something? I don't give a damn what the international community thinks about the United States. I don't give a damn at all. Why the hell would I care what France or England, England who we, we uh, kicked, whose asses we kicked in the Revolutionary War, and whose asses we saved during World War I and World War II, why would I care about what they think? Why would I care what France thinks, who didn't fight in World War II when the Germans were in France? Why would I care what Germany thinks when we kicked their asses in two wars? Do I, and really, Australia? Do I really need to go into Australia? Or how about the the Asian countries? Yeah, I really worry about what North Korea thinks about it or South Korea thinks about it. I worry about Japan, which was our testing ground for, for an atomic bomb. Do you really care about what any other country thinks of us? I know Joe Biden does because he's about to rejoin the, the uh, uh, Iran nuclear agreement. And God only knows how much money that's going to cost the taxpayer. So you can tell right off this law is going to be egregious. Because Joe Biden, Biden, a chronic liar, is telling us that it's not going to be egregious. So you know this is going to be bad for gun owners. So let's talk about what this law actually does. Well, honestly, it doesn't do much. It's it's a lot of talk, but it is a starting point. And you can see this grow. And the reason it's a starting point is because Joe Biden already knows well I'm not going to be able to ban all assault all weapons right off the bat. It's just it's not a thing. It's not going to happen. And so he needs to piece it together. So this is what it's going to do. The DOJ, Department of Justice, will come up with a solution about ghost guns. Now, what a ghost gun is, a ghost gun is typically a rifle, but it's a kit. So you buy the kit, you put the rifle together, it gives you good instructions, and you actually build a rifle. Now, the idea with ghost guns is that you can customize them. So you can make them into whatever. If you, Most ghost guns, most kits don't come with everything and you buy the separate pieces. So you don't actually buy a ghost gun. You buy a kit that has certain pieces, typically the receiver and uh sometimes it has a barrel, sometimes it doesn't. It usually doesn't have a stock. Okay? So it does you do build some of some of the rifle and then you buy and you customize it. The kicker with ghost guns is they don't have a standalone serial number, like most guns do. So If you have a gun that you bought from a store, it has a serial number that finds the gun. Now, each piece of the gun has a serial number. But the gun, the main gun itself, does have a single serial number that you can trace the guns. So the ghost gun thing, they're looking to really attack. I'm not surprised about this because they want to trace guns. But the reality is there's absolutely no evidence out there at all that ghost guns are actually doing a lot of killing. By the way, rifles are not doing a lot of killing. And I don't have the stats sitting in front of me, but let's just say of the 20,000 gun killings, gun violence acts that occurred, yeah, guns are less than 500. So rifles, excuse me, are less than 500. And that means AR-15s. As a matter of fact, and I think I've said this before, AR-15s in mass killings are not 100%. It's not like everybody who's doing a mass killing is using an AR-15. That's not true. This has been made into a, quote, crisis, end quote, or, quote, epidemic, end quote. They're making something up. The government just wants your guns. Uh, The DOJ has 60 days to deal with gun braces. Now, what a gun brace is, it's a stabilizer. When I used to fire a 22 long rifle, and it was basically a target thing, I used to use a gun brace on the rifle. It's because the 22 is a very small weapon. It's very difficult to aim. And so the gun brace made it so that I I wouldn't shake too much. So any shaking, it actually made the gun more stable. He says that this is a reason that's killing. I've never even, honestly, I hadn't heard the term gun braces since I actually shot a 22. Gun braces are not an issue. By the way, neither were bump stocks. By the way, neither are silencers. I would say probably 99% of crimes have nothing to do with gun braces, bump stocks, or silencers. So it's one of those things where, this is one of those things, hey, we're going to go after this. It's it's a lot of show, is what I'm basically saying. And again, you're going to have to tell me how many people were killed because a gun had a gun brace on it. And by the way, a gun brace doesn't make, A shooter, a good shooter, and it doesn't make a gun more deadly. What makes a gun deadly is the power of the gun and the accuracy of the shooter. It's just crap. The DOJ will come up with a plan for community, quote, community violence intervention. Yeah, that's going to work out. Just like midnight basketball worked out during the Clinton administration. Hey, you know what? I've got a community violence intervention plan. Throw criminals in prison. That'll that'll get rid... Oh, we're going to talk about that later. That will solve it. Suggestions for red flag legislation. Now, this one can be scary. Red flag legislation is a very broad statement. And I will join that with... Um, This other thing, which I have two steps down, which is figure out a plan for universal background checks. Red flag legislation means if I buy a gun and I've got a felony on my record, I'm red flagged, what do you do? We're going to see later that some people think that if you're red flagged, when you actually apply for a background check for a gun, you're doing it legally, you should be arrested right away. We're going to talk about that guy. That guy is insane. But this goes with the universal backgrounds, the universal background checks, which is what they're really pushing. Universal background checks say they want a a national database of all guns in the country, which, by the way, if I owned a gun, I'm not saying I do or not. If I owned a gun, you're not getting any information about me and you're not getting any information about my gun. These universal background checks will include information like your name, phone number, social security number, address, location of the weapon, type of weapon, number of weapons. This is information the government, it's none of their business because that's asking for a gun grab. That's actually asking for gun confiscation. But the red flag warnings and the universal background checks, they're one and the same. They are one and the same. He wants to eliminate protections for the gun manufacturers and sellers. Which means, let's just say um, I buy a gun and I shoot my girlfriend. I'm not going to do that. That's not a thing. I would never do that. I mean, literally, I would never. I had the worst ex-wife in the world and I never hurt her. But I'm saying, let's just say I do that. Then my ex-wife's family has the right to actually sue the gun manufacturer. This is insane. The idea here, gun manufacturer or the seller, the idea here is to make it that sellers and manufacturers do not want to sell or manufacture guns. Hey, and newsflash. More people in the country are killed because of drunk drivers or because of people who get into car accidents. So does that mean I can actually sell Ford because my kid was killed? By someone driving a Ford? You see what I'm saying? It's not a logical thing, it's never gonna happen. And this again was a lie. It was it was made like gun sellers never get sued, and gun manufacturers never no, they get sued all the time. Ask a gun seller, ask a gun manufacturer, they get sued all the time. Finally, and this is the biggest lie: is the gun show loophole. Huge lie. Okay. What the law allows you to do is own a gun and gift a gun to your son, your daughter, a family member. And you don't have to perform a background check when you give that gun to a family member. That's what they consider the gun gun show loophole. If you go to a gun show and you've got a gun seller at the gun show, they have to perform a background check. You can This was a huge lie. Huge lie. Even the Washington Post said, uh, well, it's mostly false. Well, it's not mostly false. It's false. You cannot go to a gun show and buy any weapon you want. You, ha- you can buy a weapon... But you're going to have to get a background check. You're going to have to fill out that 25-page application, show every ID that you possibly have, and give all of your most intimate background details to get a gun at a gun show. It's an absolute lie. There is no loophole. But if I'm a father and I want to give my daughter a gun, what this gun show loophole does, it makes it that I can't give my daughter a gun without doing a background check. Which, by the way, is crap. And by the way, the Constitution pretty much says, no, you can't do that. Now, here's the thing. So, you can tell by this, this, this gun thing doesn't do quite a bit. It doesn't do a lot. And it seems kind of Mickey Mouse. But it's a start. Biden doesn't want to come off as trying to just blow out gun rights or the Second Amendment. Well... Not all at once. But this will lead to a gun grab eventually. Yes, it will. And you know, another thing that really freaking fries my goat is that Biden keeps telling me what I need. I mean, I don't, what I don't need. Like I don't need to own a assault weapon, whatever that is. Because believe it or not, AR-15s are not assault weapons. I was in the Army, I I fired an M16, that's an assault weapon. That's a military-grade assault weapon. An AR-15 is not a military-grade assault weapon. It's not. I'm sorry, it's not. I don't need to hear that I don't need a 100-round magazine. I don't need to hear I don't need an AR-15. Here's what I really don't need. I don't need a guy who knows nothing about guns... Has armed security and 10,000 armed military personnel around his residence telling me what I don't need, telling me I don't need a hundred round magazine or an AR 15 to protect myself. Who has none of these things? Honestly, it's none of the government's effing business what I need and what I don't need. But Joe Biden wasn't done in that press conference. Um, He's decided to continue being unifying, especially when it comes to picks for his cabinet. He decided to assign a guy named David Chipman to be the lead for the alcohol, tobacco, the Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Here's old Joe making his
1: announcement with yet another flub. Today, I'm proud to nominate David Chipman to serve as a director of the AFT. David knows AFT well.
0: It's not a shock that Joe Biden called the ATF the AFT. He's been so much in the pockets of the teachers' union, I would not be shocked that he was thinking of the American Federation of Teachers and not the Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. But I suspect it's because old Joe is still losing his marbles. Anyway... Uh, What's really shocking is he hired this David Chipman. I think we can give up on the unifying message. I think we can even give up on the joking of the unifying messages because this David Chipman is really radical. Has got a history of radicalism, and is a conspiracy theorist. So, let's take a look at a quick through two a quick. Uh, review of his history. So between 2017 and 2020, he was paid a hundred thousand plus by the gun control lobby, and he actually worked with uh, Giffords, the senator who was shot. He worked with her for those three years. Uh, between 2012 and 2013, Shipman was registered lobbyist for another gun control group, Every Town for Gun Safety. That's what they're called. Kind of a weird thing. Uh, He made over a million dollars in a six-month timeline. So he was doing really well with the gun lobby. He's called for a ban on all assault weapons. By the way, I'm going to keep saying that because there really is no such thing as an assault weapon. How about military-grade weapons, which would make the AR-15 not military-grade? He once said that a person who fails a background check while trying to purchase a weapon legally should be immediately arrested. Now, I, I tell you what, if I had a felony and I thought maybe the felony would be okay and I go in and I I actually go in and try to buy a gun and they give me a red flag and red flag and I can't buy the gun, that's it. Done. No, he wants them arrested immediately. Kind of like the minority report. He's got a lot of minority report. And basically what he's trying to do is have people arrested and thrown in prison before they commit crimes, which is kind of a, that's what Minority Por- uh, Minority Report is about. It's with Tom Cruise. It's about a 10-year-old movie. You should probably take a look at it. It's a very disturbing movie because I think that's where we're going. He's called for the Secret Service to be disarmed. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's get rid of the Secret Service. Make them disarmed. I, again... I've said this before. So how's anyone going to protect anyone through foul language? What exactly? During the COVID lockdowns, he called for gun stores to be closed because he did not consider them essential services. I consider them essential services. So do most Americans because during the COVID lockdowns, a lot of people bought weapons. But the biggest thing, or one of the things is he was involved in the Branch Davidian raid in Waco, Texas as a part of the ATF's SWAT team. Of course, we remember that, that they screwed up that incursion. They killed everyone on the inside. And I'm not a big fan of the Branch Davidians. So, um, everyone dying on the inside, I'm not surprised they were going to die anyway. I, they were, they were going to, um, uh, uh, David, I can't remember his name. Um. Uh, oh God, I can't remember his name, but he was gonna he was gonna kill them all anyway. All right. But Chipman said on a Reddit board at Waco, cult members used two 50 caliber bar, bar, uh, bar rifles to shoot down two Texas Air National Guard helicopters. Point. It is true we are fortunate they are not used in crime more often. The victims of drug lords in Mexico are not so lucky. America plays a role in fueling the violence of the South, violence south of the Mexican border. Okay, right off the bat, um, uh, first off, the United States, the only time the United States had something to do with arming was during Barack Obama in the Fast and the Furious. Remember, Barack Obama, they gave guns to the Mexicans so they could trace back, the cartels, so they could trace back those weapons and actually find those cartels and those weapons ended up killing two people. So I don't know what he's talking about. Second off, um, I watched the siege on Waco at the branch Davidian complex. No helicopter was shot. He was just basically, he lied. It never happened, but he's using the branch Davidians to prove and they do not relate at all. So we're not really sure where he came up with this. He's trying to use the branch Davidians to prove that our weapons are getting to Mexico and we are actually helping the trade. He's a conspiracy nut. He's a conspiracy nut. Okay? But this is the advice that he gave new gun owners that I find the most shocking and insulting and At this point, any unification about Biden, you got to just drop. It's over. There's no unification. Listen to this.
1: They might think that they're diehard, ready to go. But unfortunately, they're more like Tiger King. And they're putting themselves and their families in danger. And so what I would suggest is for those people who were first-time gun owners, if they did go out and buy a gun, um, I would secure that gun locked and unloaded. And hide it behind the cans of tuna and beef jerky that you have stored in a cabinet. And, um, you know, only bring that out if the zombies start to appear. Um, and I don't think they are.
0: What a piece of shit. So in other words, everyone who wants to own a gun is a white trash is preparing for doomsday, the zombie apocalypse. That's what we're preparing for. And he thinks we're just overdoing it. We've all our beef jerky and tuna. We hide that gun, get rid of it, because we'll end up shooting ourselves because we're just too freaking stupid. What a human piece of filth. Hey, you know, if he knew that the reason I I would want guns in my house is to protect myself from a piece of crap like that, that's what I'd want him to know. He is exactly the reason we need guns. Oh, just garbage. Hey, and that's another thing. I'm wondering what this idiot's going to do because he's the one who works for Biden to control guns. What is he going to do about Hunter Biden who illegally purchased a gun by lying on a federal background check form? Is he going to do anything about that? I bet you not. I bet you not. Just really disgusting. So here we go. We've already talked about crime going through the roof. And let's just, let me just get to a, a, a little thing. Remember we talked about Muhammad Anwar, a 66, Anwar, a 66-year-old Uber Eats driver in Washington, D.C., who was killed because two teenage girls, 13 and 15, stole a taser and tried to carjack him. And he was, he, they crashed the car. He died almost immediately. And the only thing they gave a frick about was the fact that their phones were left in the car. Yeah, well, the girls, which are age 13 and 15, they're not going to be tried as adults. The 13-year-old can't be for Washington, D.C. law. And they made a plea deal that will, quote, avoid detention in prison facilities and will not be held past the age of 21. Awesome, awesome, the police chief uh, Robert Conti the uh, Third was asked about this, especially about the fifteen year old and why she shouldn't be tried as an adult. The thirteen year old can't be, but why she and he said quote, the fifteen year old would not be charged as an adult. you know, obviously, this is a tragic case, and you know, charging this person as an adult who's a juvenile. Does not bring back the lost loved one in this case. And certainly, again, the 15-year-old would not be eligible as a Title 16 case. You know, it's not really pointing fingers at anyone, the courts, or anyone. Okay, here's here's something amazing. Both kids have done this before. The 13-year-old, the 13-year-old. By the way, this is capital murder. If an adult did this, specifically a white adult, because these two kids are black, um, it did this, they'd be facing a death penalty. This is an instant life in prison crime. They killed a man who was working. Assault with a weapon. They tried to carjack him and they killed him in the commission of a crime. This is first degree murder. It's not even second degree murder and they're going to get off. So, when they when the media found out that this 13-year-old was under investigation for previous carjacking, this is what Conti said. Quote, that's one of many. We have one for that particular one of the individuals involved, but there are several carjackings that we have had so far this year where we're seeing individuals that are involved in multiple, multiple cases. So clearly, I think that speaks to us really examining as a community the accountability that's in place. You know, how is it that someone is charged with carjacking or is responsible for carjacking, commits another carjacking and another carjacking? I think it's a larger issue than just this one particular case. No, it's not. It's not. What this guy is actually saying is it's a societal problem. Not two kids doing something over and over again because they're not in any fear of consequences. Now that they have killed someone, and are still not going to be facing consequences for their actions. Can what do you think is going to happen when they get out? If they get out, I mean, there's talk that these girls are not even going to see time in an institution; that they're going to be actually put in home lockup for the next seven, uh, um, uh, three, or I'm sorry, six to eight years. That's what they're looking at hey, don't tell me not to want to own a gun when nobody in the public sector is protecting us. Nobody in the public sector is protecting us. And don't try and take away my gun. Because I know you're not going to put people in jail or certain people in jail. By the way, this is because the two girls were black and they're going to get off. If they were white, the question is, would they get off? Do you know what's bad about my thinking here? That means I think there's systemic racism. I'm white. Okay. I think there's systemic racism. And it's against white people. This is, and I'm not going to be that guy, but this is how extremism starts. This is where violence builds. When you see this, and by the way, the guy they killed was a Pakistani. He wasn't even white. If he was white, I'm pretty sure those kids wouldn't have seen any time. But it doesn't matter. He's a man. He died. They killed him. They murdered him. While they were trying to steal his car, which he used to make a living. Just disgusting. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Look at all my links. I've got a ton of video there you can take a look at. And uh, download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking. No! Oh, hold on. No, no, no. It's not over yet. I've got one more thing. I cannot, and I'm leaving this at the very, 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 very end, because it's got a lot of coarse language, but it's so stupid, it's funny. You need to listen to this one, and then I'll just give a two-second thing. I'm already over, so what the hell is another couple minutes?
1: So fucking done with this world. I'm so tired of it. I'm so fucking tired of this selfish, idiotic behavior. I have one, two. I have three fucking inhalers. Free! And then I'm about
0: to carry- City in car, she decides to do some sort of YouTube video and she starts going off because I guess someone didn't want to wear a mask. Okay, and she's throwing her, she's showing her iron lung and her three inhalers and she's screaming because someone didn't want to wear a mask. Here's the newsflash uh, Gal, that's your problem. I'm sorry, you've got your problems, I got my problems. I've got my, I hey. I told everybody, I once I get this second shot, I am not wearing a mask. It's done. I'm finished. And if you want to throw a, a freaking hissy fit, go right ahead. But I mean just you see how people are get and then the first thing they do is instead of dealing with a problem, like how am I going to get Things in my house without going out because I've obviously got lung problems. And here's the thing. She sat back and said, I hope you get COVID. You know something? I was hoping I'd get COVID for the last year and a half and I never got it. Do you know why I wanted COVID? So that I would be immune to COVID and I wouldn't worry about it. I didn't want to spread it to my father, to my... I'm not being selfish because I get the shots and I decide I'm done with masks. I'm done with masks. Sorry. Get over it. Crazy bitch. All right, I gave you all the information. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.